kids. So now, here comes the next tough part. Our favorite, our top, our, our top male and our top female superstar of the year. Go ahead, Mikey. All right, here we go. So just to give a little bit of insight. So JVL here, before we got into the recording session, we're texting. We were texting back and forth, and he was trying to guess who my female superstar of the year was going to be. Because he because <laughs> so. Mikey knows who mine's probably going to be, so it's okay. Yeah, I probably won't be surprised, but I didn't want to guess and ruin the surprise. But I'm gonna start off with the men first. So my th- third place for me, for men, goes to Impact Wrestling. Speedball Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey held down the X Division all of 2022. Him and Trey Miguel had some really good matches. And in fact, I think their match at Against All Odds is probably my favorite Mike Bailey match. That was until two weeks ago. If you, it's on YouTube, go see it. The hour-long match him and Joss Alexander had this past Thursday. Can I watch the highlights? They, you could watch the highlights, but they uploaded the whole entire match for free on Impact's wrestling website. That match was so good. And it honestly is probably one of my contenders. It could have been my one of my contenders for match of the year, but I still liked FTR. So, who is it again? so Speedball Mike Bailey right, is right. my number three male superstar. And the match that I'm talking about is him versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World title. And it was like two weeks ago that they either last Thursday or two weeks ago, they had this match. It was great. Hour long Iron Man. It was ridiculous. Th- it was so good. It's an uh, long damn. It was really good. My number two for male is Will Osprey. That's because I've become a huge fan of him. Thanks to Forbidden Door and all his subsequent U.S. appearances. I will also take credit Impact, too, because they also made me fall in love with Aussie Open when they were in Impact for a little bit. Just the whole United Empire stable is great because like it Forbidden Door introduced me to Will, Aussie Open, Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, like it was so many good people. And then, of course, you know, it, it was a good time. My number one, and this is my pick for ma- male superstar of the year for me personally, from Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon is my number one male superstar for this year. I number three and your number one have been tied together recently. <laughs> there might be a little recency bias from it, but honestly, looking at this year for male superstar, like I have enjoyed Here's the thing. I love Roman Reigns, but thankfully when Triple H took over, like I started enjoying it with the Bloodline storyline. But leading into that, like I started, I started getting tired of Roman Reigns long ass title reign. I was starting to get so honestly, but it's gotten better, but not enough for me to put Roman in my top three. But Josh, for me, has become one of my favorite standouts of this year. It started off really it started off this year because technically he won the title back at Bound for Glory in October of last year until Moose came in and called his shot, which is basically like the equivalent of the money in the bank briefcase and took the title for Josh. And it wasn't until March of this year where Josh got the title back from Moose and he has carried it for the entire year. And he's had some stellar matches against the likes of like Ace Austin Tomohiro Ishii, his match versus Eric Young at Slammiversary is one of my all-time favorites in the title defenses for that title. And the Mike, the Speedball Mike Bailey match that happened two weeks ago was amazing. And even the match against Alex Shelley of all people was so good. Josh has become one of my favorites. The only critique I'll give him, he's a phenomenal wrestler. I just need Josh to work on his character a little bit. Because he has the charisma of, not, I don't want to say a wet blanket, but it's very static and very stoic. I like it when he gets passionate in his promos. Like the lead up between him to his match against Eddie Edwards at Bound for Glory was probably my favorite Josh because he was fiery, he was passionate, and he was ready to wreck things. And you actually got to see more of a bit of development in his character. That's my only critique, but otherwise, Josh is my number one pick for this year. And then, I don't know, do we want to just go around real quick, do the males and then go into females, or should we just knock out both? <laughs> I don't think any of the rest of us did, like, the top three, so probably we can get through quick. All right, so then, yeah, Minnie, who is your top male superstar of the year? I might get hate for this one. My number three is Roman Reigns. I guess his title run has been really long, but the Bloodline gimmick has saved, like, into me, has saved his career from being the boring, I'm the face of the company. I thought what he's doing with the Bloodline is kind of the safe pick anyways. 
Number two is a tie between, I have to put him up there, Kenny Omega. We just didn't do a lot twice on number one, but he's also tied with Will Ospreay. I watched a lot of Will. Because they want to kill each other. Oh, of course. Dude, I'm excited for that match at Wrestle Kingdom, by the way. (laughs) So bad. They both were incredible wrestlers, incredible personalities in the ring. They're awesome. My number one is Sami Zayn. Nice. Everything he's dealt with the bloodline has been awesome. I don't think I've laughed so hard watching a man go, he's not feeling a little oozy. And I just, that broke me on a molecular level. That clip, I saw that clip first on TikTok. Then I watched the whole promo right after that. And it was fucking awesome of watching Reigns to have to turn around because Jay's like, I don't care what the tribal chief says. Great, Roman, Roman. He's not being a little oozy right now. And how, watching them all just break character after the super serious, oh, you pissed off the tribal chief. Yeah. No. Uzi. Just entertainment-wise, he's been awesome. Match-wise, he's El Generico has been an incredible wrestler for a long time. Hello. Hello. They all say hi. Hi. Uh, she hates the camera. She said hi to you guys. That's big. It's because we're awesome. I feel honored. She, she wants nothing. She hates the That's cool. But yeah, those are my top three slash four. Honorable mention goes to Kevin Owens. I like everything he's been doing since he got called out from NXT. Yeah. And I can't wait for his year next year. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be incredible. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Professor, who is you're up next? Who's your favorite? (laughs) Mine is out of the box and I cheated because I haven't followed wrestling enough this year. So I'll wax poetic on this a little bit. So Amy, I actually, a lot of the folks we're talking about, Zane and Owens and a few others are the folks that I'm like really geared up to do a deep dive into and watch more matches on. It's because, and the way the year's been and getting wrestling and stuff. I'm going to go full indie pendant. So this is not a superstar. This is somebody completely different. I'm a huge fan of Simon Miller right now. Yes. Uh, Simon Miller. Here's why. (laughs) Simon Miller did a heel turn about six months ago or so. And you hear his justifications because he was like, I wasn't growing. I wanted to do more character stuff. I just felt like I wasn't this and this. Something really brave to start wrestling. So I don't want to say so late in life because it's not like he's 100 in his he wasn't early DDP 30s. Either. He was a little young, but yeah. But to be like, but he already being a bodybuilder, already being yoked, and then to do these matches. I love the breakdowns of the matches that he calls himself out and goes, I wussed out on this. I didn't do that. And he's critical of himself, but he's also He's giving his himself criticism where he's like, okay, next time I need to flatten that out. Next time I need to do this and this. What's really great is just watching a wrestler create this and give us some such a candid behind the scenes like, hey, I tried this thing. It totally fucked up. Let me make a video about it. Let me show you why it didn't work. His early matches into how he's grown up until now and some of the stuff that he's done in 2022 was really impressive. Came all the way out to Texas, San Antonio to do just some indie promo in what looks like a gym below a bowling alley and above another bowling alley. Like he's in the middle of nowhere. Just well, doing with Thunder Rosa right now. He thinks, oh yeah. It's, and, it's her feds. That's awesome. Yeah. And doing all this cool stuff and hustling. And I totally appreciate that. Broke his hand at the, towards the end of 2021, somewhere there in a match, which is just a mistake he made. And his hand was underneath and snapped his hand in the middle and then spent six months trying to recover and then got right back into wrestling once he could again, and then was taking other matches. And I'm just impressed with that working class wrestler guy hustling thing. And he's just, he's so candid about what he's going through and how he's trying to find his way. The downside is I really hope the business and YouTube doesn't corrupt him. I really hope he stays Simon Miller forever. And we still have this creator that's genuine and wants to talk to the people i bought in shirts from him like i'm just a big fan i became a big fan of his in 2022 so that's my guy nice i feel like i'm on the wavelength with both of you because you both have mentioned people in my top three. Oh sammy shit sammy zane was my top was my number three for all the reasons brought up before and where he's going to be going soon and again he was in my top match of the year so he had to be in that list so huge there simon miller was my number two no way! Because I love watching him, not only watching his progression, but also watching him as a presenter on what culture. Yeah. And the breakdowns, and that he does both of that stuff, has the time to do it, is so freaking dry and funny, and still so genuine. And then you see him do his heel work, where he's like picking a kid up at one of the shows he showed that. Yes! But I almost did. And doing all the, like, <laughs> just watching. He's the, he's what I aspire that I wish I could do. I wish I could yeah. be in those shoes, be that for him. So he was my number two. Talks about but the I Money told- Miller angle where he's like, I don't know if God. I'm going to keep this, but I'm going to try it. And like doing this money thing. He gave it his all. And it was so funny. Yeah, he still did it. So number two there. And then Mikey, this is a cheat. My number one wrestler of the year 
is FTR. The, it's both of them. I didn't specify it had to be a singular person, but my gosh, like I can't disagree with that. Here's my reasoning though. So dog collar match aside and all the stuff with the Briscoes, watching them start the year as the heels they were and like doing the stuff with the AAA belts, which was because they're not flippy guys. Then they fought each other, and the match between the both of them solidified it when they could work like that against each other. That was a that, banger. That match, and then come out of it the way they did. That was that for me. Like little th- that solidified. Like this was their year. Yes, they didn't get the titles off where they should have. Yes, they had two banger matches with the Bucks, but didn't get the belts from them, which they should have. They've been booked really badly so far in AEW, but they had a banger freaking year. So FTR, my male superstar of the year. And honestly, just the storytelling, too, because like to add credence to that outside of the Briscoes too, like the storytelling that was involved in that triple threat at Forbidden Door was when I really thought that Dax really got hurt. I was like, yeah. no, yeah, because yeah. everybody was getting injured leading into the pay-per-view. And I was like, oh, please don't. And then he comes back. Out, I was like, all right, they worked me. So but good. it was. So good. Yeah. FTR. I'm really excited. I'm so excited they got out of where they were under what was in WWE and they've made so much of their opportunity and they deserve everything they're getting there. Even though they were the guys that also helped bring edge back, like they're best friends with edge. It's huge. So there's my guys, but it just, it boggles my mind that Sami Zayn and Simon Miller were on my list and you both talked about them. Awesome. That is why the three of you like are awesome co-hosts. This is going to be fun. That's your ensemble. Right. Mike. Mikey, you bring ensembles together, Mikey, the credit's to you. <laughs> the I w- yeah. Alrighty, so let's just jump into female. So my number yours, or should I know this now? Because you know what mine is. I'll still be surprised. So my number, so number three for me is so (laughs) it pained me. But if I'm looking back at the year, while I enjoyed a lot of her work, like she has transcended into superstardom. My number three pick is actually Bianca Belair, and it pained me to put her only at number three because that's my number three too. (laughs) Bianca is like. Outside of Rhea Ripley, Bianca is my ride or die. Like she has been the one person from NXT watching her journey from beginning to where she is now. And I will admit this on the air, like her match versus Sasha when she won her first main roster title at WrestleMania, like two and a half years, two years ago, I cried (laughs) because I was super excited. And I was just like, just the genuine emotion of her. Oh, she's going to go places. And this year has been no different. Like her matches with, Becky have been amazing. The triple threat between her and Becky and Oscar at Hell in a Cell was phenomenal. And I was mad that it was the opening match. This should have been the semi-main event, honestly. But it is what it is. And then, well, I have some booking issues when it comes to this Bailey trilogy. Like the lat listen, I want to put a disclaimer out there. Like Crown Jewel shouldn't exist for reasons outside we're not going to get into but that last woman standing match was phenomenal and i thought that was my favorite match of the trilogy that those three that bailey and bianca had so she's my number three she's had a great year she's still champion at this point i'm really interested to see and then we'll get that into the hopes this program between her and her the new number one contender alexa bliss is where that's gonna go is gonna be interesting so my number two, and this is actually going to be a shocker to a lot of people. My number two female superstar, she came back to WWE, but she was in Impact for a little bit. And that is Miss Mia Yim. Mia Yim has probably, like, I've always liked her when she was in NXT. Like, I mean, she is Mrs. Keith Lee for all intents and purposes. And Keith Lee's great. But I really came to enjoy her even more when she debuted in Impact and when she was wrestling in Impact this year after being released from WWE. And I enjoyed her work when she was part of the Dollhouse in TNA all those years ago. But to see her come into her own, and I like that she's teamed up with AJ and the Good Brothers in WWE for this whole entire thing. And I'm hoping that Triple H, because I know she Triple H loved Mia from when he signed her from the May Young Classic, that's still one of my favorite videos of behind-the-scenes stuff, like Triple H offering Mia a contract even though she lost in her round of the May Young Classic. And May- Mia has been great. I'm excited to see her wrestle more. She's a good asset to the women's division in WWE, and it's going to... Just the potential matches. I want 
We better be getting it soon, but I need to see Mia versus Rhea. Give me that match right now. Because those two women are going to beat the shit out of each other. I want to see Mia versus Bianca. Mia versus Asuka is a match that I didn't know I wanted until I saw her return. I was like, I need this match right now. I'm just, yeah, Mia's great. My number one female comes from Impact Wrestling, and John probably figured this out by process of elimination. Took me my seven fem- tries. <laughs> After seven tries. My number, my female superstar of the year goes to Jordan Grace. So Jordan is an interesting case because I've always enjoyed her work. Last year, when she had her feud with Deanna, was probably one of my favorite women's division storylines across all the brands that happened last year. And this year, like I could divide her story of this year into two parts because she became the inaugural digital media champion for Impact, which is like their TV title equivalent. And her match versus Matt Cardona in a cyber street fight was amazing. Like hitting each other with keyboards and chairs and television screens. It was amazing. But then when she won the knockouts title in the first ever women's queen of the mountain match, which if y'all don't know what the king of the mountain matches in TNA, you need to look it up because it's, ooh, it is a lot. <laughs> it is too hard to explain in audio format, but go watch it. And then when she won, she's consistently had some really great matches. The Masha Slamovich duology at Bound for Glory in a regular match. And then the last woman standing match at... This more this last recent impact pay-per-view was great. Having her like throw Masha in like a tombstone pile driver through a wooden door was amazing. But I think Jordan was it mahogany. No, it wasn't mahogany, unfortunately. It's a nice door, nice man. But Jordan continues to prove that not only is she a good wrestler, but I just I love her power. Like she and watching her and Mia this year fight within the men's divisions too has been some of the most phenomenal things ever. Like she was in the Ultimate X match where she was the only female combatant. And she was also part of the first ever women's X division match with the X cross match. That was Jordan has been one of my favorites. And I'm really interested to see what happens at Hard to Kill in January because it's her title versus Mickey James's retirement at Hard to Kill. So if Mickey loses this match, she's retiring because she's been on this last rodeo for the last couple months where she will retire when one of the women's knockout women in the Impact Women's Division beats her. And pretty much Mickey has beaten every woman. So I'm very interested if Impact is going to let Mickey win or if they're going to let Jordan beat her and retire her. Because she's on that Ric Flair. I was about to say, as much as we just shit talked Ric Flair earlier, that was a great run he had. When he did that, that was the best. He should have gone out on that because it ended the perfect way. Everything else, oh, so Mickey incredible. James, I think it's gonna be. I think we're talking, very... We talk shit about Ric Flair because of what we know of Ric Flair, not the <laughs> yes. accomplishments of Ric Flair. That's, that's <laughs> true. The Dark Side of the Rain documentary didn't help oh, <laughs> from this year. Him and but Tommy that, Dreamer both got that deserved, but still, watch to watch Mickey James if she gets beat, she rides off into the sunset with Nick Aldis, and they get to shit on Billy Corgan. It'll be wonderful. That that tripped me out when Nick Aldis is like leaving. I was like, I'm not surprised, but damn. Yeah. Then she's gonna return to Crown Jewel three years later and have a very mediocre. I match. would not be surprised if WWE takes her wants to bring her back. She's gonna be in the Rumble this year. Yeah, she has to. She's, she's gonna lose, retire, and be in the Rumble. That'd be amazing. But yeah, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is my female superstar of the year. Minnie, who's yours? I don't watch a lot of women's wrestling in general. Philistine. I'm sorry. So most of all three of mine come from WWE. That's where the majority of my women's wrestling comes from. Number three, like I said, I've loved everything she's done so far since she's came up. But I also think the hair whip is fucking dope. I, I wish they let her. Hit, hair. Yeah, I wish she. I wish they let her hit people more with her braid. But carry I, on. I want to see her in a hair match. I think that'd be hilarious. If you lose, you gotta oh, cut it off. You'll never do it. But I think it'd be Wait, awesome. What's a hair match? That's so li- if you hair versus they did if, one in I think it was WrestleMania 25. It was Bobby Lashley versus Umaga, and Bobby Lashley was being supported by Trump, and Umaga was <laughs> being supported by McMahon and Hoover lost how to get their hair cut, and of course Trump's team won, so of Vince McMahon got shaved. I, didn't I think know that the it was mo- actually called a hair match. That's it's fantastic. a hair versus. Yeah, I hair think versus hair. one of the most iconic ones for me was when Molly Holly got her head shaved oh, after God. losing that match. Oh. Mine was hair versus mask. Rey Mysterio versus CM Punk. Ooh, that was also straight a good edge, one. Straight Edge Society. And then there was also <laughs> Angle versus Edge when Angle was balding. I was going to say, I've heard these. I, I just forget that they're hair matches. Yep. Stipulations. 
Number two is Becky Lynch. I like Becky. I've always liked Becky. I like this. I'm the man. I'm the crazy Irish woman that's going to kick the fuck out of you. I've always liked her character and everything she's done. And number one, no surprise to Mikey here is Mommy. Rhea Ripley. Oh, Mommy. Because, you know, you can't you can't beat Rhea Ripley, man. She's awesome. Honorable mention actually up there is Cora Jade. I like what she's doing in NXT. Being 19 years old and kicking ass with the way she is in NXT right now is awesome. Even with that crappy ass uh, falling apart skateboard. <laughs> hey, she makes it work, man. I enjoyed her and Roxanne's Weapons Wild match yep. <laughs> at Halloween Havoc. That was great. I'll talk about Roxanne in a little bit because not only is she an honorable mention, but she's also part of my hopes and dreams. But we'll get into that later. Ooh, that's a little personal. Mine's Rhea Ripley. <laughs> oh, riptide me, mommy. Oh, my goodness. All right. JVL, not JVL, sorry. Professor, who is your female superstar of the year? Sure. I, again, I didn't watch as much wrestling as I needed to or should have this year. I did watch enough of bits and pieces, so you I did kind of deep dive. Shit. Just get to it. You're okay. I just feel like a horrible person, and I feel you like are. I'm not That's okay. As long as, as long as you know what the baseline is, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, uh, we hate you now. You don't have to hate yourself. I'm going to go. My number two is Rhea Ripley because I'm on a group chat, and that's all we talk about. Uh, <laughs> and it's just mommy jokes and memes and just sort of us going, because they're we Australians. All be, we all want to be Subnick. <laughs> that's the thing. I can't hide it either and the australians are just funnier and better than us mm. so i'll take that one my my number one is it's not a cop out but i just think she's cool as hell my number one is shotzi shotzi blackheart nice because shotzi is this last year has just glown up hosted the halloween havoc thing and i thought she did a great job i watched a chunk of that actually because she was streaming it and it was on her instagram and i follow her a lot her father passed away at the beginning of the year and then she had to rally after that. I want to say her, Rhea Ripley, and there's two other ones from what I was reading, had a match every week for 40 weeks of this year. Have consistently. On the house um, show, yeah. So I watched, I went back through and I was digging through some of her highlights and stuff. I watched the Ronda Rousey arc, which I thought was okay. And in my opinion, Shotzi kind of held up Ronda. Like Ronda did not look great. And once or twice, I thought she broke Shotzi's neck. So Shotzi was able to yeah. not get all fucked up from that that was not a great match <laughs> no and i was watching it and i was like oh shotzi don't get hurt and just shotzi shelled sell the shit out of it and that became what it became i think she's a personality she's overcome so much stuff she's a high flyer even though sometimes where i'm like don't make that jump that's not so great there's a few jumps that she missed and she's they caught her and bits and pieces like that but I am firmly of the belief that in the coming years, they're going to, I think they need to, I think she's due to be put over, put over. And I think she's right there. I just wish she was. She has a freaking tank. Come on. And she, no, she dressed down with a tank and it looks cool. She does everything great. Not to go full sub, but she, I don't know what's missing and I'm not going to pretend like I'm a casting guru or whatever else, but I, there's just something there that I think once she gets, a little bit of a push or gets over on some other way or she gets sold a little differently. I think she, she's right there. She should be. Yeah. Just really quickly. I didn't like how, because I'm also a big fan of Shotzi and I know for you, J J professor more of Shotzi because like you've mentioned on past conversations yeah. that you've worked with her <laughs> in yeah, past ten, 10 years ago, did a horror movie with her. Yeah. It's great. Oh, man. So I'm biased. I'm partly I'm biased, but partly I went back and I was like, what has she been up to? Because she pops up on my feed all the time. And when <laughs> she hosted Halloween Havoc. I was like, I gotta watch this. I know her. And it was just cool as hell. Yeah, she's great. I didn't like how granted the whole money women's money in the bank match was just a mess to begin right. with. I didn't mm -hmm. appreciate though how hard people were coming for Shotzi in that money in the bank after the women's money in the bank. I was just like, listen, there was mess ups along the way. And granted, it wasn't Shotzi's best work, but I also didn't like how the internet was coming for her. You're in I the wonder, middle of a ladder match, too. Like, you're never going to have your best work in there. The best. You're trying not to get killed. I wonder how much of it is booking and how much of it is working with others and ensemble and other stuff. She's talented and she's totally a pro. And she could she sells everything really well. Particularly when, and case in point, when you look at her against someone who's not a finesse person or technical like a Ronda Rousey, <laughs> you really see someone like Shotzi shine. So I don't know what it is or what it would take or what that push would be, but I definitely think that she deserves more of an arc. She deserves more shit to do. I would hate for her to become like a host. She right? needs to win a few matches to show off what moves she has because right now no one knows what her finisher is. No one knows what she can do. The minute they establish who that is because the character's there, she's got it made, but they have to let her win a few matches. I think you're right. 
I think that's what it is. It's like when you could when you call out these big names, these legendary names or whatever, you go, oh, this finisher, that match, that fa- like that market, like there's yeah. all that's cohesive. All, she's got the tank and the look. That's all she's got right now. She, Not that she, her as a person, she has much more, but they right. only showcase. That. That's the thing, and it's similar to like uh, Austin Creed. It's, Austin Creed was right there for a long time. And eventually he's coming and he's still stuck in that like that tier of like, I want to see you not be New Day. I want to see all King Woods or Austin Creed. Like, I well, want to see him pull off a big package. That's all I want to see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm very, in, just as a heads up, if anybody hasn't following, like, I think New, yeah, because Mr. Consequence, Consequence Creed, as he was known in oh, TNA, right, right. Xavier Woods. He's gonna. He and Kofi are gonna be busy because they're currently the NXT Tag Team Champions at right, the moment, right. which I'm not mad at. No. But yeah, I love Shotzi. I mean, I've fallen in love with her aesthetic and her look. But and just to add to that, it wasn't until maybe October that she every match that she's had so far in 2022, October was the first match that she had. I forgot the exact date where she actually won this year. Every other match I- leading. She's lost every single match this year that she has been involved in until October hit. <laughs> I was looking at that stat. I just closed the window when just a few minutes ago. Like all these defeats. She's just been a jobber for a year, banging folks. And then at the Rousey arc after Halloween Havoc, just a few weeks ago, I think she there's a few things that are apparently coming out with her. She has some matches coming up too. So now I got to do my homework here's the thing like i know shotzi's probably going to be involved in that storyline for a little bit but i know plans have changed because i know her and raquel are going to be going off against shots shana and ronda for a little bit but now like this past being dragged down by ronda shana we'll talk about that in hopes and dreams because that she's on my list of what i hope for (laughs) but yeah but yeah, Shotzi's a great pick. I love her. I loved her in NXT. Like, I thought her and Ember Moon were a great, fun tag team. And then all that shit happened. It is what it is now. Ember this- Moon, a.k.a. now Athena, is your Ring of Honor Women's Champion now. Which, by the way, that was a good women's match. Just saying. But anyways. That all right, in, That was yeah. in somebody else's list, by the way, of like top whatever. Mercedes versus Athena. Yeah, that was in no. someone else's top five of the uh, year. That was their five. Athena has one of the coolest finishers, finishers. ever. Yeah, she, which is also going to destroy her body, just like the stunner and everything else. <laughs> takes it, but yeah. I'm like, just please be careful. Alrighty, JBL. My top three. I have two tied for the honorable mention, and that is Bianca and that is Alba Fire. Both have had an amazing year this year, even with the name change. I've loved Kaylee Ray for years, so I'm so glad she's getting TV time and working as hard as she has and beating the crap out of toxic attraction and uh, Bianca, obviously for everything that was talked about before, bro, her match with Mako at NXT UK earlier this year was so good. NXT UK, man. She is so damn good and needs to be used so much more, but those are my honorable mentions. My number three is Becky Lynch for reasons done from big time backs to back to the man, to the mom, to everything else. This year has been her year, even with the injury, she was never out of the conversation even when she was out with that. So Becky also has been a, Long time love of mine. I really love watching her work and how she's grown not only in her style, but also even coming back with the body changes of having a kid and reusing that and doing something different. So cool. Really happy about that. My number two is Abaddon. So if you haven't watched her story throughout the year, she hasn't been on a lot of TV. She's been on the B shows of AEW, but her work to not only rejigger her whole entire body and way of working, relearning how to do a lot of things because she was trained horribly up in Rocky Mountain, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And coming to her thing and still using that... It's, she's one of the few wrestlers where the creepy-ass gimmick works. Like, she's been... I have loved Abaddon beforehand, like, horror movie aesthetic, everything else. Her stuff now with the new finisher, with everything she's doing, and her work rate is insane. And I hope to God, this year... This is one of I'm spoiler, hopes and dreams. Abaddon gets pushed to the moon to be able to be that... If not the champion, she is that thing around the side that just picks people apart, takes it down in the division, and really wrecks house. Honestly, like, her match with Britt Baker during Halloween was so much fun to watch on that... Yeah. Was it Rampage? Yeah, it was Rampage. It was a Rampage trick-or-treat Rampage two years ago, and she <laughs> took a pilmanite to the neck and got up. See, what I hope for Abaddon is I don't want to compare gimmicks. The world of wrestling tends to follow certain tropes i want abaddon to be pushed to the moon and have the same arc as like an impact like su young 
Yeah. That's essentially what I want. Cre- like the creepy factor, but she will kill you if she needs to. And she needs a mouthpiece because mm-hmm. the character she has, she can't speak. Like it just isn't going to work that way because she's the living dead girl. And for, for uh, Professor, if you haven't seen, she's done it like all the, she's a cosplayer too, but she does amazing makeup work. My shirt that I have of her is the best ever because it's a recreation of the Evil Dead basement thing. She's coming out from the basement. It says Abaddon the Monster. And it's so good. So oh, Abaddon, she's cool as fuck. Okay, I, I love I'm her in. so much. I, I want to meet her. <laughs> she's amazing. My number one of the year, and you're, you, I know you know this. You know it's gonna happen. It's Jamie Hader. Yes. <laughs> Watching her go this year from underutilized lackey and like really turning that thing around at the early part of the year organically working the crowd as a heel to get behind you to fuck shit up and turn on Britt Baker and then winning the title end of the year interim at first. And then Thunder Rosa finally dropped it. Like I have been pushing for her since the beginning of the year to be in the title picture, but getting her to the point where she was ready, she was set up and now she's a freaking monster and a badass. Jamie Hader all the way, not to mention She's in that Rhea Ripley thing of, oh, yes, I know also I'm so standing for this because I have been a fan of hers for so damn long. But watching that happen, seeing the stuff with Tony Storm, with all that stuff, she has been incredible this year. So that is my number one of the year. And honestly, like the storytelling, because I really enjoyed her match with Tony at Full Gear and the way that the story is, because maybe I'm reading it too wrong, but I don't. If I remember correctly, because they haven't explicitly said that Jamie didn't see Brit do what she did. No. And so she feel and Jamie, for all intents and purposes, believes she beat Tony by herself. But she doesn't know. I'm so excited whenever we get pulled the trigger on that. When Jamie finds out that Brit helped her get the title. Don't wait too long on that. It's going to be too much. And I, by the way, just sidebar, I love Rebel in that thing. As much as people like rag on Rebel because she can't really wrestle. Rebel's great. He's the best lackey of, I'm going to get up, take a bump, and be so creepy weird. But Jamie Hader, number one, I love, like, I want to see Hader versus Abaddon so bad. Like, that is my dream match. Like, hope and dream. I want to see that match next year. Side note, at the time of this recording, I'm actually excited to see Jamie versus Hikaru next week on Dynamite yes! for the title. Yes! Karashita versus Jamie. Please give them time, Tony Khan. Give them time. Professor, go and watch an Abaddon match or two. Go watch Jamie Hader stuff. Go. Just looked up Abaddon right now for the first time and started with and without the makeup. Ah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, Mikey can tell you, since I've known him, I have been talking about Abaddon for about three years and just she keeps getting better and better. And to also be on top of this, she is part of the LGBTQ plus community in a big way too. She's so like, she's, she sounds perfect. She sounds like, (laughs) she looks like the better boogeyman. She's only five feet tall. Yeah. She's she's so good. It's so good. She crawls to the, like crawling to the ring. Abaddon. They literally say that. It's so fun. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do a deep dive on that too. You got like You have, I feel like her and Shotzi need to hang out. You will thank you. They need to, you will thank me on this. Oh my goodness. Alrighty. Well, you can also tell that I watch a lot more women's wrestling because I love it so much more than I love men's wrestling at this point. It's so much better. Honestly, like I try I like watch both, but JVL knows this about me. Like my I, my love for women's wrestling is like outshines my love for men's wrestling. But I do like men's wrestling too, because like we got Orange versus Will this year. I guess to encompass before we get into everything. Kenny, Kenny versus Will is gonna be so good at Wrestle Kingdom. I just had a brainstorm. I will find a way to watch that. Make Danhausen Abaddon's mouthpiece. <gasps> Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> and it's, it can be evil Danhausen or it can be funny Danhausen. It doesn't matter. Both. The two of them together. My mind is blown. That's I'm gonna so be ready. Holy shit. And then isn't Hook and Danhausen still doing shit together? Kind, kind of. of. Yeah, you kind of bring Hook into that too? Whole new faction? <laughs> I would be so in. I would be so in. The House of The House, <laughs> the house of Hookhausen. Because you said that matchup. It's the House of Black versus the House of Hookhausen. Honestly, like I would not would be, be against. Would you put Abaddon in the for the triples match, or would you have her do? Yeah, you make a mixed match challenge with Julia Hart on the other side. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, oh, like awesome. Julia Hart stole that spooky shit, and she's not doing it as well. But I love Julia Hart. She's doing a good job. But. The progression of Julia Hart has been very interesting into when she finally joined House of Black. I felt like it went on a little too long, yep. but I do like that transition. 
into her being part of House of Black and breaking away from the Varsity Blondes. But all right, since we're here, let's talk about our hopes and dreams. I hope for a better world for my child. It's and the end. That's guys. That's what. All right, <laughs> this one's going to be interesting because we're going to go all over the place. But honestly. I guess I can summarize mine, my hopes and dreams. I have to be optimistically, cautiously optimistic here when I say this first one. I hope Roxanne Perez gets a very long title reign in 2023 as NXT Women's Champion. Granted, I was shocked. Now, before all this stuff of Mandy Rose came out, I was shocked that she beat Mandy on a random episode of NXT, like literally two days after. That was the, the funniest departure from like a wrestling company I've ever seen. When she know. lost, I was like, oh, okay. So she and Tox, because Toxic Attraction, awesome. It was a DQ, but technically they lost their match that night too. I'm like, okay. So Mandy and Toxic Attraction are on their way up to main roster. Like, I would not be surprised if they debut a Rumble. And then the next day, Mandy Rose gets released. What the hell is happening? Yeah. Well, two and explicit <laughs> photos on, like, what is it? What was it called? Her band fan or something? Or something like, like that. Like, fan bands or something like that. $30 to subscribe to that thing, by the way. The photos were too ex- explicit, so they got rid of her. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll say this, though, Mikey, for that, hope that might come true as much, because with Mandy out of the picture, they don't really have someone they want to set up to be the next challenger other than Alba Fire at this point, and she's mm. the thing right now. So it's like you don't have anyone else to really challenge. Although, how funny would it be to have Roxanne's first opponent be Indy Hartwell? Honestly, like I would be okay with it because they have beef. And just my booking hat tells me at Stand and Deliver, and also selfishly because I'm going to be there, I want to see Roxanne versus Cora for the title at Stand and Deliver. Like, eventually that's what we're getting we we'll see what happens on that one but yeah honestly alba is really the only credible person right now that roxanne can face at vengeance day yeah and then which sucks because i I want alba to win and be a women's champion because she was awesome in nxc uk but i understand honestly because i know roxanne can go i've seen her work in ring of honor yeah as roxy on her match with Deanna was actually really good this year too. It was so good. How funny would it be if Deanna Perazzo shows up in NXT to challenge her? Oh, uh, that'd be hilarious. But I don't know, Deanna. They brought her in. They brought her into the company to be part of the new reality show. Oh, that's true. So she's there, and they haven't said whether she's going straight to the main roster or not. They could stick her on NXT and re- retread that for all the NXT fans. That would be awesome. But yeah. So that's my one hope. I want Roxanne to get a long title feud. It has some good matches. I hope we get Alba first and then her and Cora are going to be awesome. If yeah, so I have my issues with Booker T, but like watching Deadline and him crying over Roxanne winning Deadline and then also winning the women's title and seeing him so emotional because that's his student that he helped train at his school. I was like, okay, Booker T, you get some points with me because I was like, that was genuine excitement and emotion. I like old Booker T, WCW Booker T, where you accidentally drops the end bomb on live television. I forget. I forgot about that. But yeah. I still love early in the run of the invasion where Stone Cold and Booker T beat the crap out of each other in the supermarket. That was amazing. That was awesome. Booker T should have been pushed way more than what he was, but it was during Triple H's reign of terror. But we're back. Yeah. And then that whole thing came back to bite him for being black unfortunately Tough that story. was let's see back what else do i though. yeah back to hopes and dreams i hope ring of honor 2.0 i guess is what we're calling it like this rebrand of ring of honor i hope it's good don't call it 2.0 yeah ring I, of I, honor I, part this two, re- the great bungalow <laughs> it's like oh, ring of honor part two the electric boogaloo <laughs> honestly i hope this relaunch of ring of honor is really good i, I like who the current champions are after final battle. I think that's a strong starting champion roster right there. If I'm being honest and I don't know what that's going to look like, but from what I'm hearing, like ring of honor is going to be taping where dark is currently in Florida. So I'm like, I'm cool with that. Like I'm cool with it. If you send some of your AEW roster to be part of ring of honor, like I'll be down. Um, time. Exactly. I still can't get over. This past dynamite action Andrade and Chris Jericho. Holy shit, bro. I love Chris Jericho. Well, that was pushed back a bit too. He wanted to do that earlier and then things got in the way. 
Bro, Jericho and Dan Hazen are going to be teaming know. up on the Jericho Cruise. It's going to be hilarious. I haven't seen what Chris Jericho is. He still doing the wizard stuff? No, he's doing oh. full on a big. He's the sports entertainer now. He's like the, Jericho Appreciation Society. I miss fucking Wizard Jericho. That was awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. Butterball, still love a wizard. But yeah, Ring of I hope Ring of Honor is good. I hope WrestleMania 2023 is good because selfishly, I'm going to that. It's fantastic. I also hope Stand to Deliver will deliver, pun intended. Sit and deliver. Yeah. And then just for me personally, there are a few superstars I hope that have a big breakout year across all the brands. And just to name a few, I hope Rhea Ripley gets a title reign at some point in 2023. Her and Bianca is going to be a ball and match. Like when we get to that, I'm excited. Replay the best of NXT when they went at each other. Yeah, it's going to be insane. <laughs> Honestly, I hope. Yeah, I would like Rhea to get a title because... That was the feud that I feel like we missed out a little bit on in NXT, and I would love to see that on main roster. I hope Asuka actually gets to bring her Kana character into WE because we're getting small teases right now where she's just going to beat you up and she's mommy, don't get it burns. It burns, mommy. It burns. <laughs> Let's see. Who else do I have? So that's raw. I'm unapologetically a Liv Morgan stand, so I'm like, she's I'm, awesome. I'm interested to see where this partnership with Tegan Knox goes. Drop her, drop her, Tegan. Drop, live, go, Tegan. <laughs> I was like, Shotzi's right there. <laughs> like, I was actually excited with Tegan and Shotzi. Whatever. Living Shotzi would work too, but no, Tegan, drop her. You, you go. I hope to God that Alexa Bliss doesn't go back to being scary mode. No, she's going to. I know. And honestly, I like Alexa because she works with what she's given. And I love Alexa Bliss, but I want her to go back to the goddess character because that's my favorite iteration of her where she's just going to be like, I'm going to beat you up. I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah, I'm just better than you. <laughs> yes. Five feet of fury. Let's see if it actually happens. I'm interested to see if Sasha Banks actually does go to New Japan. Oh, she's um, she's contracted. Yeah, she's contracted there. I hope Naomi returns in some capacity because I miss her on my TV screen. I think her match with Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title back in February was phenomenal. You know, on there's a very few finishing moves I want to be hit with versus one. <laughs> the rear view. Is that a, is that a list yeah. we could make? Do you want I mean, her rear view or do you want Asuka's hip attack? Both. Both. <laughs> Let's see. Some other honorable mentions. I hope Jordan Grace continues to dominate. I hope Masha Slamovich gets a title reign in Impact. Let's see. What else? I want to see more for Tasha Steeles in Impact. I want Kiara Hogan back on my TV screen in AEW. I don't know what's going on with that situation. Dark matches, I know that, but that's about it. Yeah. I want Willow Nightingale to continue to be her bubbly personality because she is so over with the crowd. Yeah. I worry for her that they're going to, if they do it wrong, they're going to make her the next Bros. Clay, though, and that won't work. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that to my beautiful girl. I hope, I want to see more of Serena D because I think she's great. I don't I hope we do get more from Mercedes Martinez because I honestly I don't know where she goes after losing the title to Athena. I hope Deep they hire her on as a coach or something. Deep Soraya would be insane. Dude, that is a match. I would like to see what else? I guess on the men's side, I would like to see Speedball Mike Bailey hold the main impact title at some point this year. I also want to see Konosuke Takeshita just wreck shit in AEW now that he signed full-time because that man's is a star. Give me him and Wheeler Yuta at some point. Tag him. Uh, put him in a tag team. That would be amazing. I hope we get... Because we already know it's going to happen. I guess the last thing as far as pay-per-views go. I hope Forbidden Door 2 has some build. And just throwing it out there, I don't know if it will ever happen, but I would love to see... I don't know, a free for all where Forbidden Door also includes Impact and WE at some point. I don't know. Let's put our differences aside. Let's get all the people together because like I would love currently if I had to, I would love to see a fatal four way with all your top champions right now, like Roman versus Josh Alexander versus not even for titles. Like I would like to see Roman, Josh, Mox and just like <laughs> make an actual World Cup. Yeah, exactly. All the companies are involved. Everyone sends everybody over there. It's an actual World Cup. That would be amazing. An international Wrestle Kingdom, if you will. Give me like 20 matches. Oh, how do you book that? Though? How book do you get? See, that's, that's why it's thing, like a far shot. How do you get like who? You got to make sure everyone gets paid, but then make sure that nobody gets 
who's willing to put who over and why and how and that's tough that's a big negotiation plus also if that makes it, it the hope would be if it does a good enough business that it does you start to book future ones out of it we're already so saying we'll give you this to be able to get this on the next one somehow in that thing yeah that would be wwe humbling themselves and that's triple h isn't against humbling in certain ways Sure. As long as he gets something out of it. Vince would never have done it, but he, I mean, especially since it's publicly, publicly traded, he can humble himself a bit more. Sure. And I guess my last one, going to NXT, this is, this Shawn Michaels is doing most of the booking in NXT. Like, I wouldn't be against Grayson Waller beating Braun for the title, if I'm being honest. I don't like Grayson Waller that much, but realistically, there's not. Grayson works perfectly as a shit heel that nobody likes, and I'm cool with it. But I don't know what you do with that. I don't. I like Carmelo. He's just missing something for me. And I hope he finds that in 2023. Hammer Grimes needs to be on the main roster immediately. Just putting it out there. And uh, my big hope is that wrestling is just as in- it keeps being as entertaining as it is. So that that's my hopes and dreams for 2023. Again, all over the place. But those are my hopes and wishes. <laughs> Got a lot of them. Yeah. Mine are simple. I want to see more Kenny and more Will. And I want to hope that the Rock's daughter does something very good while she's in NXT. Bro, like when they pulled the trigger of that reveal, I was not ready. I was like, what is that? I, I hope she doesn't get she doesn't get the Tamina Snooker treatment. Ooh, poor Tamina. That I know what you're Nia talking Jax about. Treatment. Nia Jax treatment. Nia Jax, yeah. I, Nia Jax, I didn't like her too much. Watching her get RKO'd and then 619 Royal Rumble was awesome. I don't know enough to have an informed opinion, but I do have opinions. So I don't want to share them. <laughs> do it. You're a do bad it. white man. You can definitely do it. <laughs> I have privilege, damn it. I, I, Nia, I really wanted to like Nia Jax, knowing Nia Jax's family history and story and everything and stuff. But every match I saw I was bored. And then just how everything turned into kind of a shoot. And there was just hurting people. I was like, why the fuck are you hurting people? And then again, like we were just talking, like humble yourself and get better. Which is fucking rock people in the face. I would uh, love to see her get repackaged as the female Umaga. The Fumaga. That'd be cool. Fumaga? <laughs> Fumaga. That's rad. I don't, but I do think in the end, and from what I've heard since, she did get done kind of dirty. And like, I understand a little bit more of it now. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Not cool. Oh, I know the whole story or a chunk of it now. So I don't know. That's yeah. Everything's a pissing contest over there. <laughs> cool. I'm excited to get back into watching regularly. So I, my hope is that it is impossible, that it feels the way it did to me 25 years ago when I was, it's not going to be the same. Y'all give me hope that the stories are getting better and that I won't go in there and roll my eyes all the time. Yeah, you will. But, and like how John was saying too, I really like the comedy guys. I really like the comedy wrestlers, male and female that kind of do the wild shit who are just as good or just as technical, but they bring that sort of theatricality and spectacle to it, and they have fun. Because I think when shit gets too dark, I want to say it gets boring, but it just gets, to me, it just gets obvious, and we see right through it. When everyone's this brooding, good me, I'm the tough guy thing. And after a while, you, in a room of tough guys, be the goofy one, and maybe we're rooting for you. Like, more underdog stories and stuff like that. Which basically means keep Vince the fuck out of the building, as long as Vince is not around, I think the stories will grow and get better. I think that if there's more wrestling, more freedom for these wrestlers, all of them to just create more, it sounds like it's going that way and they're trying really hard. One thing I hope, and I don't know, you all might know more than me, if Freddie Prince Jr. can actually get that unionized SAG-AFTRA wrestling company where they have insurance and they're taken care of and everything's in-house, if that really happens... That's game changing. And I think Freddie Prince can champion that because Freddie Prince loves it and, and has been an advocate for years. Was if that can really happen, damn, I'm really hopeful to see that. Yeah. It's a lot of great hopes to follow here. My first hope of the year actually came up. I just thought of it now being on the podcast. I hope that the professor goes through a table and lives. That'll be wonderful. It's a goal. We're seeing what's, we'll see what's happening. I hope that the women in AEW are either given their own show or given more time because they need to be showcased somehow. Whether make Rampage the all-women hour, whatever you need to do, give them more to do. Especially with Chris Statlander coming back and all these other great like injured folks that need to come back in. I've missed her on my screen. <laughs> yeah, so big on that. I would love, like you, to have the comedy wrestlers showcased and really be able to 
showcase what it can be and get past the naysayers. This isn't wrestling. It is wrestling. Wrestling is an art form. This is part of the art. It's all different on there. My hope is that Abaddon gets on major TV and gets to be like showcased this year because it is something so different and so fun and everything else. And one of my big hopes this year is Tegan Knox doesn't get injured. She's already torn both ACLs. She doesn't need to tear anything else. To me, like I, you look at Jamie Hayter for me over in AEW, Tegan Knox has been a favorite of mine for years. She has been done dirty because her body has broken down, but she is definitely, she's got that lovable baby face that can also be badass. She can do amazing stuff in the ring, and she's such a student of the game. I want her to succeed this year, and whatever that means. doesn't mean it have to be a title shot, but that she stays healthy and can get through it. That's all I'm hoping for her. And I am hoping that SmackDown and Elimination Chamber in Montreal are the most raucous ones I've ever been to because it's the first time in 10 years they've backed to that arena where the screw job happened. I hope that all the matches are amazing and so much fun. And I want to see Cameron Grimes in the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> Put him in the chamber. Yes, please do. Like you debut, he comes to the Rumble and you debut him there on the main roster. And then he finds somehow he finds his way into the elimination chamber. And there's also a kind of pie in the sky dream for the rumble as well. Sean Spears reshows up in WWE as Ty Dillinger. <laughs> yeah. Ty Dillinger. <sighs> yeah, there's a poll. So th- those are my hopes and dreams. And I hope that we all enjoy our wrestling this year, whatever it, it may be to be asked about. I hope that at some point, one of the major pay-per-views, we can all sit down a video chat and watch together because <laughs> Talking about how, John, you wanted to be really like you were 25 years ago, enjoying it, but you're worried about the stories. It's never about that. It's always about who you're watching it with. And if you have good people to watch it with, it'll make it that much better. Absolutely. That is definitely something we're going to. And even if it can't be live, I definitely would like to watch a replay. (laughs) Yeah. And we should do it for the Patreon, just have our reactions and shit. It'd be fun. But that's my sappy ending to that is I hope that we continue to enjoy our wrestling and bring something to it that isn't there. And fuck Vince McMahon. <laughs> fuck Vince McMahon. And on, on that Patreon, where you can watch us try to fuck Vince McMahon. Uh, no, thank you. So which one? Which one of us are putting on the mask tonight? Nope. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. <laughs> we are not. Nope. I refuse. I don't care how much money is being offered. Hell Come on, the Vince. No. Look for my forbidden door. No. <laughs> I cannot. And on that lovely little note, that is going to conclude our first episode of the Biconics Wrestling Podcast. Gentlemen, this was such a good time. Oh, man. I cannot wait to see what kind of shenanigans that we're going to get into as we keep doing this. But to the listening audience, thank you for tuning into the first episode of the Biconics. When we come back with next episode, actually, yeah, we'll be in the middle of rumble season. <laughs> Ooh, I'm That's very what I'll be saying later. You're in the middle of my rumble season. Oh, geez, Louise. Also, Put me over the top. Put me over the top. Oh, no. To also, the mask. also, WWE, please <laughs> don't spoil who's in the rumble. No, but anyways, until next time, for all of us here at the Biconics Wrestling Podcast, remember to take care of each other, love one another, and as always, Rhea Ripley is mommy. See you later! Bye. Bye.